With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello college basketball fans and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer. And as always, I'm joined by the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And Brandon, it is finally here. This is arguably my favorite podcast of the year. This is it. This is the best one for the Primetime Podcast. This is huge. This is what, I mean, ba- this is what basketball fans have been waiting for mm-hmm. all season long. This is the time. It's March. The madness has already begun. We are into it, baby. It is going to be fun. Well, and I mean, I was texting you yesterday during the selection show, even during the Big Ten championship game. I was jacked all of yesterday. I was like, drunk ev- most of yesterday. <laughs> Ever since they started like, okay, Kansas versus Austin P, Colorado versus UConn. I'm just sitting there going, I, I want a podcast right now. I just want to bring Brandon into this room. I want a podcast. I want to talk about this stuff. I can't wait until tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's here, which is right now. And we're going to be talking about the bracket. And I think before we look into the regions, we got to look at the snubs. Because the one thing I'm looking at is going, really? Tulsa got in and Mammoth didn't? That bench that would have gotten, it would have gave you TV ratings would have probably given you ticket sales. I know the committee is probably not worried about ticket sales because they don't make the money off of them. Most of it is like you've got, I believe it's they get a cut of it, but it's mostly the sites where it's at. But they would have given you, they would have gave you TV ratings just because of the bench for Mammoth. People would have wanted to see that. After taking a look at... You know, all these shows, and when I talk all these shows, I'm talking ESPN. ESPN is who I'm watching and listening to because I love their you've got Jay Billis, you got Reese Davis, Seth Greenberg, you know, you got all these guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that they're the ones who, who I thought had the best analysis of everything. And it was interesting the way they talked this year that you didn't really know how some teams got in, how some teams were left out. Mm-hmm. You know, and and John Calipari was was great yesterday when he was on, and they were talking with him about things. He's like, well, with the committee, you never know what it's going to be. You know, la- you know, this year it's based on wins. Last year it was based on RPI. Year before it was based on road record. Year before that it was, you know, he's going through all these different things. You never know what the committee's going to knock you down for mm-hmm. or boost you up for. So when you take a look at some of these teams that didn't get in, Monmouth. St. Mary's, to name a few, you look at them and you go, well, they had the wins. They had the, you know, they had the record. I, I really think that you take a look at their resume, you put it up against some of the other teams that got in, you are scratching your head. But we've got to work with what we've got right here, and what we've got right here is a pretty good bracket. But I think one that in some spots I'm almost – Always taking the better seeded or ranked team. 
That, that's that's how I feel like it is this year right now, but mm-hmm. there's still going to be plenty of upsets. See, I'm the kind of guy, and this is just into bracket filling out 101. The way I am as a bracketologist, which Colin Cowherd tweeted out today, bracketologist, I don't think it has the same criteria as like a cardiologist. So It doesn't. My, my resume doesn't have to be as full to be a bracketologist, but I would call myself one. The way I see it is... I love to go off of the seed facts that they give you on the tournament challenge. For example, 2014-15 marked the first time a 13 seed failed to defeat a 4 seed in back-to-back years. I am always playing those number games. And with me, every single year, I always pick 113 to beat a 4, 112 to beat a 5. There's just little nitpicky spots where it's like, okay... This is a higher-seeded team, but this is a strong enough double-seeded team that could knock that off. I know that they're saying that this year, oh, that the double-seeded teams maybe aren't as strong as we've seen in years past. That may have not have been the case if you had a Monmouth in there, if you had a South Carolina, if you had a St. Bonaventure this year, the teams that everyone was saying is getting snubbed. However, I feel like this year is not going to be a year where the top seed just moves on and that's how you can fill out your bracket. The team that I have that has the lowest, or I guess the the highest number next to them, is an 11. That's I have that team. How far do you have that team going? Just, what? Hold on. I almost said just to the next round. No, I have that team going to the Sweet 16. I have also a double C, a double digit team going to the Sweet 16. And I hope it's not the same team, but here's how this podcast is going to work. We're going to go around the regions. We're going to talk about the teams we like, the situations that we want to see. We're also going to have individual videos on the YouTube channel taking a deeper look at each of the regions, but we're going to start in the South. And. The thing that I'm just going to go ahead and say, let's start with uh, my double-seeded team that I think is going to go to the Sweet 16, and you may call me crazy, but I think the Temple Owls have a great situation to get to the Sweet 16 because Iowa's a team where I don't care how you played the rest of the season. I saw how you played against Illinois mm. in the Big Ten Tournament. That w- when I come home as an Illini fan from work and I go, holy shit, we're winning? Holy shit, we're up by double digits? Oh, cool, I can dig this. That's not good, Iowa. And that was on a neutral court. So, I mean, I the way I see it, and this is what I'm going to start with in the South, I've got Temple beating Iowa. And then guess what? When Villanova plays them in the round of 32, guess what? Temple's going to beat Villanova. Because Nova fans, I got something like an inside secret for you. You guys are afraid of the Sweet 16. It's like Jay Wright has, he's an allergic, and he's allergic to the Sweet 16. He's got allergies, and those allergies are the Sweet 16. The second weekend, he just can't go there. He's not allowed. Iowa really has played bad basketball at the worst time possible. Mm -hmm. They have got cold Mm -hmm. at the very end when they need to be hot for that Pardon me. For that reason, I picked Temple as well uh, because I don't trust Iowa right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard for a lot of people to do that. 
And you can say, hey, you know, they're a seven seed. Iowa's still good. They got good players. They do, but they not at the right time. Temple can beat Iowa, and I think they will. And I mean, to me in this region, the hardest first-round game for me, the hardest one is Cal-Hawaii. Because I'll be honest, I love, like, just looking at Hawaii right now, I love them in that matchup because everyone right now is saying, well, look at Cal. They've got two guys that are going to be lottery picks in the NBA this year. They're going to win. But there's some people, too, that are like, hey, you know what? Look at this Hawaii team. They had some pretty good games this season where the notable results for Hawaii, they lost by three to Oklahoma. They lost by eight at Texas Tech, and they beat Northern Iowa by 16 points. And they're 10-2. and two. Another thing I look at, how are you in the, when they give you the last 12 games, how are you in the last 12? They are 10-2 and two in their last 12 games. And I think that is an upset waiting to happen. 13 over a 4, one of two I believe I have in this tournament. Hawaii plays Maryland in the second round. Cal's a pretty good team out of the Pac-12. Uh, they're a p- pretty complete team, and I just don't see Cal losing this game to Hawaii, possibly a close one, Hawaii, like you just said, mm-hmm. uh, of what they've done lately. But I think Cal's uh, they're, they're, they're a very complete team, and I see a matchup with Cal-Maryland next round. You know who I feel the most sorry for in this entire bracket for the South region? UConn. Because... They play one hell of a conference tournament. They have a 60-foot three-pointer that basically saved their season. They don't make that shot. They don't make the tournament. And then they get matched up into the bracket where, oh, you're a nine seed. You beat Colorado. Who do you get? Oh, most likely Kansas. Most likely one of two teams that could run the table. And them and them in North Carolina, the only two teams that I think may have the possibility as one seed to just run the table and win it all. So are you saying UConn wins? UConn no. beats Colorado? You're saying Yeah, Col- I'm saying UConn will upset Colorado in the 8-9 because 8-9s are just flip Crap, a coin. They're a crapshoot. Just flip a coin. Yeah. That's how you're going to pick those. But I, I, wanted, I, I almost wanted to pick the Huskies over the Jayhawks because the Jayhawks in recent histories, they make an early exit. Not as early as Villanova, but they make that early exit. But I couldn't. This Jayhawk team, if you were talking about Iowa getting cold at the wrong time, the Jayhawks are the exact opposite. They are getting hot at the right time, and their path their path looks good. I mean, the way I see it, they beat Austin P. even though I love the Governors and I would love to see an Austin P. 16 beat a 1. I see Kansas beating UConn. Then in the Sweet 16, I got Kansas beating Maryland. And then in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four, I got Kansas beating Miami. So my Elite my elite Eight in the South region is Kansas over Miami. Uh, well, I've got, uh, I've got Colorado over UConn. Uh, again, that 8-9 game, it, it really doesn't matter whoever Flip wins because Flip Kansas is going to beat either of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Kansas winning there. And then you take a look at uh, Maryland-Cal. That's who I've got. I've got Cal beating Hawaii, Maryland beating South Dakota State, and I think you've got a good game against Maryland-Cal. 
Here's the thing, though. Maryland has also been a team that's been very up and down here towards well, the Mello end. Mello Trimble hasn't been the player he was last year. And that's the problem. If Mello Trimble mm-hmm. isn't Mello Trimble, then you really don't have a whole lot more to fall on after mm-hmm. that for Maryland. you got good talent, but Mello Trimble is the outright leader of that team. Yeah. And that's why I say Cal wins there and goes for a matchup with Kansas. And I know you guys may be saying, oh, but Ricky, uh... You picked uh, Maryland in the preseason to go to the Final Four and Villanova to go to the Final Four. What, what, why do you why do you got them exiting uh, so soon? Well, in the preseason, I forgot, and it was a stupid mistake on me. Number one, that uh, I didn't fact check myself that Nova loves to get to the round of thirty two and then say, "Oh, okay, one weekend's enough. We, we we don't need to go to the next weekend. We're fine." And then Maryland, I didn't expect Mellow Trimble. To not be as strong as he was last year, I thought he would have a lot better of a season. I'll tell you, that Michigan State game that they played in the Big Ten tournament summed up the biggest problem for Melo Trimble on one play at the end. They were so indecisive on that last drive, and Trimble then eventually drove, and he didn't get enough oomph on the ball, enough steam on it, and it just fell short. And it was just in that one play, you're sitting there going, that's why you won't go far in the tournament. Because if you're in a spot like this, they need that guy that's just going to say, give me the ball, I want to score. Kind of like Coach Cal said in the SEC championship game that they won, by the way, that they won. He uh, mentioned to his team, you got to want to play in the eye of the storm. You want, you have to be the guy to say, I want the ball, I'm going to score. I want the moment to be on me. And that's why they won that game. That's why they were SEC champions, if you haven't heard. Ricky, we are leaving out a team here. Couple of teams. We're leaving out a game. Miami and Zona. Haven't talked about them. Miami. I got Miami going to the Elite you, you Eight. You think to lose Ari- to you think you think Arizona well, though gives them Arizona. Well, a- first first of all, let me let me ask you this: Arizona. Let's say that they play Wichita State. I think Wichita State plays that play uh, wins that playing game uh, against Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Could be a tough game. Maybe I've you got know, the play. I've got the playing winner winning, and that's a tough that. 6-11 game of either Vandy. So you, you don't even have Arizona nope, I got, winning after that. I got Arizona okay. losing the first one. And that was a tough one for me. But to me, I am a guy where I cannot do what you said at the beginning of the podcast. I cannot pick all high seeds. I can't do it. Well, I gotta I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I want to. I, yeah. I'm looking at the teams, and I, I, look, I look at Miami, and I look I, at Buffalo. And I'm Miami. Okay, to me, that's pretty easy. Well, Miami's going to, like, even if Arizona moves on, they will win, but the seed fact, and I looked to me, I looked at the seed fact, and it says since 2000, so for the last 16 years, only once have six seeds won all four meetings with 11 seeds. So that tells me one of them's going down. One of those sixes is going down, and we're eventually going to get to all of them, but right now you've got... Notre Dame and then either Michigan or Tulsa. Come on, let's be honest. Notre Dame will win that. So it's like, okay, that's not the 11 that's going to win. The other one, Northern Iowa, Texas. We're going to get to that one, but I pick Texas. I go, okay, that's another 11 that I don't have We're going to get to that one? We will. You, you just you just kind of prematurely. We we'll, we'll get to it, but I'm using it in my reasoning. And then the last 6-11, I had Seton Hall. So I already have three sixes moving on. And I look at that seed fact, and I go, okay, only once, only one time in 16 years, well, 15, because we haven't played this one, one time in 15 years have all six seeds 
beaten the 11th, I go, well, you know what? I already have three sixes winning. This this 11 is moving on. And I picked Vandy or Wichita State to beat Arizona. They are the weakest six seed to me. The weakest one. Weaker than Notre Dame, barely. I think that's surprising because I think that I feel like there's a lot of people who are high on Arizona. I really do. I think that there, I feel like there's a lot of people high on Arizona right now, which is why I am surprised that you are so low and down on them. I, it's maybe it's my East Coast bias, but I like a Texas. I like a Notre Dame. I like an Isaiah Whitehead and Seton Hall over in Arizona. And if I were to pick any of those six seeds, one of them's going down. And to me, I'm just going with Arizona. But let's be honest: if Arizona moved on and played Miami. Miami wipes the floor with them. Miami moves on. I won't say wipes the floor, but Miami moves on, goes to the Sweet 16. So then who do we have in the Elite Eight in the South? In the South, I already said I got Kansas over Miami in the Elite Eight. Kansas goes to the Final Four, beating Miami in the South region. Who do you got? It's a tough one for you. I got, I've got. i got uh, Kansas over Miami. So we both got the same thing. Yeah. How about we move to the West, and the first thing I want to talk about, let's talk about that matchup, that 6-11, because me and you are torn on it. You've got UNI, a team that we talked about in, I want to say, either last week's podcast or two weeks ago. You've got Northern Iowa, the Panthers. I've got the Longhorns. I think the Longhorns win that game. I've got the Longhorns going to the Sweet 16. Here's my whole thing with picking Northern Iowa. If you looked how Northern Iowa's played towards mm-hmm. this end, the, the end of this season, ridiculous. I mean, and it's not even all about just their talent or, oh, they're the better team. They may not be the better team. Yeah. But, boy, oh, boy, Lady Luck and timing are on their side, well, and that's why I think they are going to win this game. Well, my first reaction when they're revealing the brackets on CBS and I see Texas and I go, oh, who are my Longhorns? I'm not a huge Texas like fan, but this year I've been high on yeah, the Longhorns. Yeah, where, where are your Longhorns yeah. going? Where like who are my Longhorns playing? And they reveal Northern Iowa, and my first thought was, oh no, because my first thought was, shit, I really want to pick Texas, but I would like to pick Northern Iowa as well. I had to go with my team though, the team I've been riding all year. I have Texas beating the Panthers. Then upsetting, this is an old Big 12 matchup being revisited between an SEC and a Big 12 foe. I've got the Longhorns beating the Aggies before losing in the Sweet 16 to Buddy Heal and the Sooners. We are real similar here. We are really similar Mm -hmm. here. Um, The only thing that we've got different is that I've got Northern Iowa moving on and I've got Northern Northern Iowa upsetting Texas Mm A&M. To move on to then play Buddy Heald, lose to Buddy Heald. And I'll be honest, I did listen to Jay Billis on the late edition of SportsCenter last night, and when he talked about Texas A&M, he said they have Final Four potential. However, if there is one person, you talk about the Panthers having Lady Luck, you know what coach has had Lady Luck on on his side since he was with uh, VCU? That Chaka Smart. Shaka Smart is going to know what to do to get these guys going. It's going to be a good close game against Northern Iowa, a good close game against Texas A&M, and we are going to be in one hell of a show when we get the Red River shootout in the Sweet 16. I just got to say, again, really quickly, 
Uh, it was kind of brought up yesterday on ESPN. Mm-hmm. But Kentucky beats Texas A&M in the championship game, yet Texas A&M has the better seed. Makes really no sense to me. No, I I don't know. It's like Coach Cal said, why do we even play the game? Why, game didn't I matter. Mean, uh, yeah, seriously, though, why did they? Because Texas A&M with a three seed, I mean, you, you talk about giving them and that's benefit a, of the doubt. Yeah, that's there an issue besides the point. I feel like... The NCAA needs to make a rule. All conference tournaments need to be done by Saturday. And then just leave Sunday for, like, honestly, you know what? Maybe leave Sunday for the ones where it's, like, the automatic, where the mid-majors that they have to where it's, like, okay, they get the automatic bid. And then they're done by the time the committee even gets into the room kind of a thing. Because same thing with the big with the Big Ten. I mean, why did Michigan State even play a game if they weren't a one seed? Or you could just leave Sunday open for church, you know, so everyone just goes and too. prays about their seeding. But in the West, I have a couple of games in this first round that Texas and Northern Iowa was one of them, but I, I got two others. I'll be honest, I wanted to pick UNC Wilmington over Duke, but I don't think it's going to happen. But there are seriously, I said two, I meant three. First off, St. Joe's Cincinnati. Who do you have? Because I'm leaning towards St. Joe's in the coin flip game. I pick St. Joe's. Okay. That, that's just one where it's like they beat Dayton to win their conference. I mean, Cincinnati played one hell of a game against UConn that went to, what, four overtimes in that one? Almost went yes. to five? Yes. But there's just, I mean, it doesn't matter in my bracket because winner of that game is going to lose to Oregon in the round of 32. The other two. First off, VCU Oregon State. I went with Oregon State just because of GP GP two, Gary Payton the second. But some about VCU. I mean, they're a team that could upset Oregon State, and then also the twelve five matchup of Yale over Baylor. I agree with you. I'm gonna go with Oregon State over VCU. We look at Baylor, and we look at Yale. I don't think Baylor is that good of a team, but they're good enough to get past Yale and go to the next round there. So I'm picking Baylor in that one. See, and here's the thing with the ba- with the 512, I looked at the seed fact and they said from 2008 to 2014, the 12 seeds have won 15 of 28 of the games. However, last year all 5 seeds won their matchup. And I look at every other 5 seed I have and I already have one upset of a 12 over a 5 that we're going to get to. I picked Baylor in this one more so because I want to see, I don't like Duke, I don't like Grayson Allen, and I want to see Duke go up against Baylor because the one thing Duke does not have this year is depth, and I want to see them run into the problem of the Baylor Bears who have more depth than them and can win in that game before losing to Oregon. I almost said Iowa. Losing to Oregon in the Sweet 16. Here's a little matchup fact. So, versus the top 25, Baylor, 2-9 and nine this season. Mm-hmm. Yale, 0-2. Oh Yale was not a top 25 team. Mm-hmm. Baylor was a top 25 team. So, Yale did not beat a top 25 team this season. But in their last 11 games, Baylor, 5-7. and seven. Obviously, with a tougher record, yeah. Yale eleven and one. However, and this kind of feeds in. I'll be honest. This this pick may change before Thursday for me. And I said tougher record. I meant schedule. Yeah, you meant schedule. schedule. But I mean this this pick may change for me because we still have time 
to change our picks. And I think half of these picks an, could change for me. Another reason why is on top of what you just said, maybe I'm talking myself out of the Baylor pick, but both teams very similar in opponents' points per game, 63 for Yale, 69 for Baylor. So Baylor gives up a couple more points per game. Well, you could say, well, Ricky, that's because they play in the Big 12. But Baylor scores only two points more than Yale. So that, to me, says this could be a close game, and if Yale can knock down their shots, they can win. Right now I've got Baylor winning and going to the Sweet 16 against Oregon, but don't be surprised if I change it to Yale. Do you know that they're in Providence, Rhode Island? They're playing at the Dunkin' Donuts Center? No, I didn't. That's, and that's even better for Yale because that's, that's closer that's, to Yale. That's wild, Yeah, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. I wonder... Um, if it's like maybe free coffee and donuts no, for the first so. day, no, you don't think so. I don't think so. No. Who do you got in your? Before we move on to the East, who do you got in your elite eight for the West? So uh, we've got for me, I've got Oregon, Duke, and then I've got mm-hmm. Northern Iowa, Oklahoma, and then I've got Duke, Oklahoma, Duke with the win. Very similar to me. I've got Oregon, Baylor, Texas, Oklahoma. The one and two move on for the West, Oregon, Oklahoma. Buddy Heald gets off the last second shot in this game, goes to the Final Four. We get our third times a charm matchup in the Final Four, Kansas, Oklahoma. Man, would that be wild. It would be. like, And I'll be honest, I'm kind of hoping for that. I want to see Kansas, Oklahoma for a third time in the Final Four. All right, so Final Four, we've got a one and a two. We're, we're going to get to that. We'll get to that at the end. No, we're, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. In yeah. our final four already, we've got a one and a, a two. And so a we two. don't have. I mean, we've got limited upsets so far. Yeah. Limited upsets. Limited. And I feel like this this could be the year because of so much parity we've had. Then there's like no upsets. It's like, oh, we, we saved all the upsets for the season. But let's go to the east, the North Carolina region. And in this one, I have, if you thought Temple going to the Sweet 16 was a huge upset, I've got another big upset for you. You ready for this one? Chattanooga, the Mox, beat Indiana in the first round to play Kentucky in round two. That's something. That's an upset for sure. And the way I, the whole reasoning behind this was Indiana's a great team. Yogi Ferrell's great and all. They've got great guards. They can shoot the ball. However, I was not impressed with how they played. They basically let Michigan get into the tournament. If Michigan doesn't beat Indiana, then a St. Bonaventure, a Monmouth, is playing Tulsa in the play-in game. But I don't know. I didn't like how Indiana played. I feel like this Chattanooga team has been picking up steam 10-2 and in their last 12. This has got upset written all over it because, let's be honest, Tom Crean hasn't been too good of a tournament coach. In recent history, I got Indiana getting a really early exit after having a great season. Chattanooga, you know, just to throw it out there again, everything kind of really goes out the window. They, you know, they give you all mm-hmm. these stats and everything like this. Well, this is what they did in the regular season. Well, no one cares really, but um, <laughs> no I, one cares. I, I will throw it out there because you know someone might. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pl- Chattanooga played Iowa State this season. They lost by twenty. Mm-hmm. That was a huge notable loss, and that is. You know, you're playing a top team. Can you stick with a top team? Indiana, I would say right now, a top team, rough tournament for them in the Big Ten. But I'm really interested to kind of see, now that you say Chattanooga, 
Uh, I'm interested to see if this game's going to be closer if Indiana maybe one runs away with it. I, I don't think that we would see a Chattanooga coming in and running away with it, but no. you never know. Well, you know what else I wanted to do, but I just absolutely couldn't because they're the SEC champs, and you've got to respect a team that you can call the SEC tournament champs is Stony Brook, Kentucky. And the reason I almost wanted to pick Stony Brook to win this game. Did you see I that Stony did. Brook, Vermont game? Did you see Wernie? That with the forty some points, forty two points. That was Holy one crap. heck of a game, man. That was great to watch. But the way I see it is, yes, Stony Brook has warning, and Stony Brook was a team I was looking to see where they'd be seated because I was hoping they would get an Indiana. I was hoping they would get maybe a Cal, maybe an Arizona, maybe I don't know an Iowa State. That's like a team where it's like, okay, yeah, I'll pick that upset in a heartbeat. I will take Warney over them. However, when I saw Kentucky, I went, woo, I don't know if I can pick Warney over Tyler Eulis, Jamal Murray, the blue arrow. I don't know if I can pick this over this Kentucky team. Kentucky team's too deep. I mean, Scalabissier's been their only negative spot this season. Got to respect any time. You win the SEC tournament. You got to get some respect. Got to respect the Wildcats beating Stony Brook. But I wouldn't be mad if we saw a Chattanooga-Stony Brook uh, round of 32 game. I would not be upset with that. And then UNC can get whatever wins, the 12 or the 13. <laughs> I think I think Kentucky will will uh, play well against Stony Con- Brook. I've but, got Kentucky but, going all the way to the Sweet 16. But Stony Brook... They could give him a game. You know, they, they really could. They, they, they definitely could give him a game. Especially if Murray has a similar shooting performance that he had early in the SEC championship game. I believe he was one in one of ten early on before he heated up for some big ones, especially that last three that he hit. So if he's not hitting the threes consistently, maybe Stony Brook comes and plays in this one. However, Briscoe, Ulyss, Murray, Paltrice, all of them are good. Coach Cal has this team well prepared, and I think they had, they can make it to the Sweet 16 at least. Here's a game I want to move on to, mm-hmm. Wisconsin-Pitt. I don't know who to I, pick. I am, right now, I am taking Pitt because they Pitt. are good. At, they, are, they may not be the best shooters, but they're really good at rebounding. Wisconsin may have better shooters, but they do not rebound well. I had Pitt, and then I was like, no, no, I got Wisconsin. Now I may go back to Pitt. Now I may go to Wisconsin. Because to me, in, ah, indecisive. in my personal bracket, it doesn't matter to me who wins this game. Because I've got Xavier going to the Sweet 16 anyways. And I know there's some people that may say, but Ricky Xavier might not be that quality of a team. I I don't know. I think the Xavier team can get to the Sweet 16. The team I'm in like inconsistent about is Notre Dame. Because I like Notre Dame. I like DJ. I love Demarius Jackson. Originally, I had Notre Dame in the Final Four. I had Notre Dame beating Michigan, beating West Virginia, beating Xavier, upsetting UNC to play in the Final Four. I have since changed that. He since came to a census. Because here's the big thing. It's that Notre Dame-West Virginia game. Notre Dame... The one thing that they cannot do if they want to beat West Virginia is they can't turn over the ball. What does West Virginia love to do? 
force turnovers by playing a very aggressive defense. They play the press. They play for most a of the game. very aggressive defense. But you have to look at West Virginia did against mm-hmm. Kansas. Mm-hmm. They did well. Here's the way I see it. Right now, at this moment, I've got North Carolina and West Virginia in my Elite Eight. However, that can change. I don't know. By Thursday, there's a few possibilities I could have. Either North Carolina versus Notre Dame or West Virginia, or Kentucky versus West Virginia or Notre Dame. It's going to be two of those four teams are in my Elite Eight. Because I know I'm talking about that round of 32, Notre Dame versus... West Virginia, but that Sweet 16 game that I hope happens, Tar Heels, Wildcats, Roy Williams, Coach Calipari, that's going to be one hell of a game. One hell of a game if it happens, and I hope it does. Because that, I mean, that is North Carolina's biggest test, is Kentucky. That's their biggest test in this region. Absolutely it is. I mean, that's that's who I see playing in the Sweet 16, North North Kentucky. North, <laughs> uh, it's not North if only Kentucky. They can combine it's teams. North Kentucky and Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Carolina and Kentucky. Yes, you're right. That is absolutely the the game I think right now mm-hmm. because I mean West Virginia Xavier. That's who I have. Uh, yeah. I think it's West Virginia easily. But North Carolina and Kentucky will be a good game if that's what it gets. To. I've got North Carolina right now, and I've got North right now. I've got North Carolina beating the Mountaineers. To go to the final four. So I've got another one seed moving on to the final four. Kansas and North Carolina are in my final four. Yep. I agree with you right there on that one, Ricky. North Carolina beating West Virginia. They go to the final four. I've also got North Carolina and Kansas in there as well. Before we move on to the Midwest, can I ask you about one more East game that we have yet to touch? Certainly. Who do you got for Trojans-Friars, the 8-9 matchup? That's got, a coin flip. I've got Providence. I see. I'm I'm conflicted right now. I pick Providence because I'll be honest. I love Chris Dunn, and I think he's going to go high in the NBA draft. However, I saw that game USC played in their first round of the Pac-12 tournament, winning by what thirty points. And part of me is like, man, that team can score. I kind of want to pick them. I got Providence right now. I just wanted to uh, pick your brain to see what you've got. But let's move on to the Midwest. And the biggest question for me in this one, before we get to the upsets, and I I like this region, we saved this one for last because we are actually going to be at the Sweet 16 at the United Center March 25th. So me and Brandon are hoping for some good games yes. in the Sweet 16. And my question for you is from what all the experts are saying, do we see for, I want to say it's the third year in a row, do we see Virginia and Michigan State match up in the tournament? It yes. would have to be the Elite Eight. Though. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, because that's exactly who I have. Is that what you have in your yep. Elite Eight? Yep. I have a different rematch in my Elite Eight. A certain, you know, Big Ten flair to my Elite Eight, if that gave you too much of a hint. So we're looking at a Perdont and a Michigan State. Yep, that's who I've got in the Elite Eight. And the reason And that game was just yesterday, right? It was just yesterday as we're recording this podcast on Monday. And the reason why I like Purdue so much is kind of an exact opposite. Because they're humongous. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of every podcast coming into March Madness. What has Ricky said? Guard play. 
you pick guard play, pick guard play. But Hammonds and Haas, I mean, Haas is built like a Haas, if you know what I mean, the, the word play there. But th- those are some big mothers down low. And I think that uh, they can help Purdue make a little bit of a run because, I'll be honest, I have a little bit of an upset in my Midwest bracket. I have Iona beating Iowa State, so Purdue would play Iona in the second round. Iona. I I don't know, man. I don't know if they get past Iowa State. Hey, if you can beat Monmouth in that bench, Iowa State, (laughs) not Iowa State, not that big of a team to me and Iowa State has been known when, when you say not that big of a team you mean no, not I that mean, good of I a mean team I mean not or? that good of a team and uh I could agree th- with that they've been known to get knocked out in the first round before they did it last year hey Fred Oyberg, where you at he's in oh, Chicago yeah, screwing the Bulls yeah he's here in Chicago but he's not going to be at the UC that's for sure <laughs> no. um but hiding I I love our I'm going to call it our region cuz we're going to the sweet 16. I love it's our region. Ours. I love it because we can see Purdue's going to be a good team. Seton Hall, I hope we see Isaiah Whitehead. I hope we see Whitehead. However, if we see Gonzaga, you've got Sabonis and Wilcher and then Utah, I mean Yaka Pertle. I love Yaka Pertle. Michigan State, Denzel Valentine, you've got Brogdon and Virginia we're going to get some, I feel like no matter what happens in this region, we're going to get some good Sweet 16 games. We're going to get some great Sweet 16 games. Right now, the Sweet 16 games that I've got for us, Virginia-Purdue. That's what I've got. Seton Hall-Michigan State. 100% agree. A hundred And, and those the, would be two awesome games. But let's go back to the round of 32. How did we get those? I've got Virginia. How did we get there? I've got, well, I want to see where, no, where, absolutely. where we disagree. I've got Virginia beating Butler in the round of 32. Purdue beating Iona. I feel like we've got some disagreements there. I've got Virginia, Butler, Purdue, Iona. I've got Virginia, Texas Tech, okay, and so, Purdue, Iowa State. So we flip the coin a little bit differently on that 8-9. And then I have Seton Hall beating Utah. However, that's a tough game for me because I feel like Utah could win that game just as well as Seton Hall could. And right now I've got Michigan, Syracuse. But that Syracuse-Dayton game may change by Thursday. I may put Dayton in there. I'm not I've got, quite sure. I've got State and Syracuse as well. I'm not quite sure if I want to pick the Qs or Dayton to lose to Tom Izzo and the Spartans. But when it's all said and done, I feel like Michigan State moves out of this region. I got them beating Purdue for the second time in the postseason. How about that? I really think that we're going to see ourselves some good games, but I have Michigan State, Virginia, mm-hmm. and Michigan State beating Virginia. Do you think Gonzaga can make any? Like I know no. both of us did. See, like I like Seton Hall, and I loved watching to see what they did against Villanova. But that was a that was a matchup where I'm like, man, it's kind of like that Texas uh, Northern. It's another six eleven, like that Texas Northern Iowa matchup where it's like, man. I know I'm going to pick Seton Hall in that one, but Gonzaga, they played well in their championship game against St. Mary's and the Gales. Where I, I would have picked them if they were playing, let's say, somebody else. If they were playing like a Baylor, a Duke, someone other, maybe a Texas A&M, someone other than Seton Hall. Yeah, like I said, I got Michigan State beating Virginia. That's all we need to know. So, okay, let's move on to the 
the best part of this podcast. Like we 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 look through the field and we may not have hit everybody. I'm sorry if we didn't get to your favorite team, Holy Cross Southern. I'm looking at you, Hampton. I'm looking at you. But now we're going to look at our final four and give our predictions for the final four. Who's going to win it all? Do you want to do you want to give yours first or do you want me to give mine first? Please, go ahead. Okay. So, just to refresh your memory, my final four on the left side of my bracket, I've got round three between number one, Kansas, and number two, Oklahoma. I say third time's a charm for Buddy Heal and the Sooners. Sooners go on to the national championship on April 4th in Houston, Texas. Then on the right side, I've got another 1-2 matchup. UNC, Michigan State, I've got another two beating a one. Michigan State beats UNC. And then I've got Buddy Heel cutting down the nets, winning 87 to 86 over Sparty. Wow. Look at that. A score and everything. Well, I put the tiebreaker score. I think it's going to be a one point game. Buddy Heel hits a three to win it at the end. Down two, last second shot. Everyone goes crazy. What's your final four? Well, my final four on the left side of the bracket, I've got number one, Kansas, taking on number four, Duke. Mm-hmm. And Duke I've actually back. got Duke going oh, back. I've actually got Duke going back. You're supposed back. to hate them. I do. Why do I hate them more than you? I don't know. I guess I'm more realistic. <sighs> Possibly. I, I, I don't think, see, I don't think Duke is deep enough. I don't think they're deep enough this year to make a championship run. But, okay, how about your right side? Again, this could this could change tomorrow. The you right just, side you, could change. No, all of it. Okay, all of it. <laughs> all of it. The whole thing. I, I don't know if my championship will change. I mean, Oklahoma's not the pot like the most popular pick. But go go ahead with and the then right on side. The, on the right side. Go go ahead with the bad self. Um, <laughs> on the right side, I got North Carolina and Michigan State. I got North Carolina beating Michigan State, going back playing Duke. North Carolina Duke. That would be. A TV ratings dream, and North Carolina gets the W. See, I don't eighty-six to eighty. I don't think that would be a TV ratings dream. Oh, it would. I don't think it would. It I would. mean, the reason being is no, it would. UNC is going to win. UNC is going to win. The plain and simple. I don't think Duke can beat UNC. Because when they beat them, that was when UNC was kind of in their lull, and now UNC's picked it up, and they're playing like a totally different team. Especially, do you see that? Do you see that ACC championship they played against Virginia? No, I didn't. I was, was actually a, out that. That night. was a total different UNC team than the one that lost to Duke earlier in the season. I think what would be a better matchup than that is UNC Kansas, the game that me and you didn't pick. No, here's the thing. Is that you get you North Carolina and you get Duke mm-hmm. N- from name recognition alone, people will watch it. I'm just telling you. See, and I'm looking at my championship. This is the only time where I don't like. This is the year where I could have thrown anybody in the championship, and I feel like okay, they they may win it because of how much parity we've had this season. I will not feel like usually in years past, like when Derrick Rose was playing. I was confident that Memphis was going to win it all. UConn Butler, I was pretty confident in that one. Duke UConn had them in the championship. Was pretty confident that um, 
that those championships were going to go down. Last year, I didn't have Duke win at all. I'll be honest. I can't remember who I had winning at all, but I know it wasn't Duke. This is one where the Oklahoma pick for me may change, but it probably won't. And Brandon's just sitting there going, well, Ricky, I don't don't know, because all this may change for me. No, I'm very serious. Brandon could, may have a new bracket tomorrow. This, I'm not. I'm not kidding. This could really change tomorrow because I. I, I don't know. I, I. I really. I don't know how I feel about some of it. Mm-hmm. Um. I. I could really have just a completely different bracket, which is why I'm not submitting this one right now. And what I need you guys to do, you guys, listen. I should have said this throughout the podcast more, but I'm going to make the announcement now. If you guys like getting free stuff and like filling out brackets. We have an ESPN Tournament Challenge group up called Most Valuable Pod 2016. Link is down in the description of this podcast, whether you're listening on SoundCloud or YouTube. Here's what you do. Go ahead, fill out a bracket, enter the group. You have until Thursday. Thursday is when everything locks. You can't leave. You can't join. The winner of the group that is not a part of MVP will be getting an Amazon gift card of some Amount the amount matter like the amount will change depending on how many people we have join the bracket group. So the more people that join, the bigger your Amazon gift card could be for winning. So what does that mean? You got to go tell your family and friends to get on in on the most valuable podcast bracket challenge. Like I said, that link is down below in the description. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. Before we sign off, I think we got to give a shout-out to a special MVP listener who his team his team doesn't get to experience the joy of March Madness, and that's Trevor. Trevor, I feel for you. Louisville should have been in the tournament. That's all I'm going to say. They should have been there. And I was just going to give a shout-out to my homeboy, Jesus Christ. Thanks for letting us be here today. But, uh, no, um, I was going to say, in the winner of our of our bracket, Ricky forgot to, to tell mm-hmm. everybody, but the, the winner of our bracket um, challenge also is going to get a, a, you know, a free T-shirt with every single person um, from Most Valuable Podcast well, that's, on it. Well, that's only if you beat Brandon's bracket. So if if you're the best of the non-brackets, but Brandon's at the top, you don't get the T-shirt. If you beat Brandon, you get the T-shirt. That's that's how it. That, that's how that, it's going to go. That's the only way <laughs> it happens. But you got to be number one and beat Brandon. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. got to get both to get the T-shirt. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. If you're on SoundCloud, hit that heart and repost button. If you're on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. Go ahead, follow us on Twitter. As I know, me and Brandon are going to be tweeting at each other, tweeting in general. Tweeting with you guys about all of these games come March, even when we're working, we'll be tweeting about it. I know I will, but go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Brandon is at young underscore swan 19. I'm at just plain and simple Ricky Widmer and most valuable podcast is at most valuable pod. want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast today. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.